A-B testing, also known as split testing, is a great way to experiment with variations in an application to determine what is the most effective. For example, here we have a sign-up form, and at the top here we have a little introduction paragraph explaining what we want them to do, and a little bit of marketing material. So what I want to try to determine is if this introduction paragraph is encouraging people to sign up or discouraging people to sign up, and we can do that with an A-B test. So the way this works is that for each user that comes to this page, it'll either show them the paragraph or not show the paragraph, and then it will determine which one yields the best results. So in A-B testing, it's always important to have some kind of event which triggers an option as successful. So in this case, it's when the user completes a registration process, then we know that that given pathway or option was successful, and that way we can measure it. There are a variety of A-B testing tools out there which I encourage you to check out. One is the Google Website Optimizer, which isn't really Rails-specific. It can be used with pretty much any application, even a static site. And it just allows you to provide different URLs for uh, sites or even using some JavaScript, and it uh, tracks the conversions for you. It's a pretty nice solution, but if you're using Rails, you might want something that's more integrated into the Rails application itself and handling the uh, conversion tracking on the Rails app itself. One of the most popular Rails-specific solutions is Vanity, and this provides some really beautiful results for the A-B tests and is quite full-featured, so I encourage you to check it out. I'm not going to be covering it here, though, but maybe in a future episode. I do find it's a little bit steep to get into because it requires the Redis database engine for performance reasons, and I'm not such a fan of the way the experiments are defined, but I encourage you to check it out because it is a really nice solution and uh, maybe it fits your kind of preference. The Rails plugin I'll be covering in this episode is called A-Bingo. I like it because it has a really nice DSL for defining the experiments and is uh, easy to get started with. So let's just dive in by installing it. Uh, we'll just run this command since we're on a Rails 2 application. Paste that in here and that will install the plugin. And next we need to generate some migration files. So we'll just run script generate uh, A-Bingo migration and then run that migration. As you can see, this creates a couple database tables, experiments, and alternatives, and that's where the results will be stored. Now in the production environment, it's best to configure the caching so it uses something like memcache, but I'll skip that here because we're just working in development. Now we can try this out and see how easy it is to set up an A-B test with A-Bingo. So here I am in that sign-up form, and I want to toggle this paragraph so it shows for some users and not for others. And the way I do that is use a method called A-B test, and just the first argument here is always the name of the test. In this case, let's call it uh, sign up intro. And if I don't provide any arguments after this, it's just going to randomly return true or false for different users. And that way I can fully uh, show and hide this paragraph. Next, we just add a trigger event so we can track the success of the results. So in this case, we want it so when the user successfully completes a registration, it tracks it. So uh, when the user saves successfully, we can call bingo and then just pass in the name of the experiment or A-B test, which in this case is sign up intro. And now when we go to the sign up form, we can see that it's not showing our paragraph. And even if we reload the page a few times, it's not going to show it because our identity is being remembered. But we're going to go into more detail on that in a little bit. But for now, let's just complete this form and then click submit. And now we've successfully signed up. Now it's currently difficult to see the results of this test, but we can do so by setting up a dashboard controller like it shows here in these instructions. So we can generate a new controller here. Um, call it a bingo dashboard. 
And then inside of this dashboard controller, we just include that one module uh, that will include all the actions necessary. And you'll also likely want to add some authorization because currently everyone will be able to access this controller. So you want to ensure that the user is an administrator or whatever. And then inside of our routes file, we can just add a line here to access that dashboard controller. And now when we point our browser to localhost slash a bingo, we get our dashboard. Now currently there's no styling, so you may want to add some to pretty this up. But as you can see, we have one experiment here, the sign up intro. And we have one participant, which is me landing on that sign up form page. And one conversion, which is me completing that sign up form page and registering as a user. And that was in the false option because it's not showing the paragraph when I did that conversion. Now, if I go back to the sign up form here, then as I mentioned before, it's always going to not show me the paragraph because our identity for a bingo is constant right now. So we need to instruct a bingo how to handle user identity and what makes one user different from another user in a given request. So this is usually done inside of the application controller in a before filter. We'll just call it set uh, a bingo identity. And we'll add a private method down here for that filter. And in here we can set the a bingo identity so it's unique for each user. So um, for now, let's just do it something random for each individual request. So we'll do something like this, like the instructions say. And this means every time we reload our page here, we have a new identity, so it's going to show the paragraph sometimes and not other times. But we want this a bingo identity to stick around for each user, so we can do so by placing it inside a session. Uh, you might also want to consider doing it inside a cookie um, if you want it to stick around longer than a session. But so we can do this or equals and say if the session isn't set, we'll just set it to random value and then set the a bingo identity to um, that session value. So now as long as I don't lose my session, my identity will stay the same and I'll get the same behavior each time. Now if you have some kind of user authentication, you'll likely want to apply that to this as well. So if the user is logged in, he always gets the same behavior whether or not he changes his session and uses a different browser, for example. So what we can do is say, um, if there's a current user, then we want to set the abingo identity to the uh, current user's ID. Otherwise, we'll just stick to our session approach. And this way, every given user will have their own uh, a bingo identity, no matter what the session is. Another thing you may want to add here is ignoring spiders and bots, because they can often um, mess with the A-B testing results and make things a little skewed and noisy. So if you add these couple lines, what you can do is basically check your request user agent and see if it matches any of these, then it's probably a bot. And this I just got from the FAQ section of a bingo. And then we just set it to a constant identity that doesn't change. So this way, all the bots are just considered a single user. Now, because I reloaded that signup page with several different identities, you can see that's reflected now on the Abingo dashboard. You can see we now have seven participants, and that's basically unique Abingo identities. Uh, three of them visited with the paragraph, and four of them without the paragraph. So we have quite a bit of variety there, and you can see we still only have one conversion because I only completed the form once. I want to finish up by showing you a way to provide uh, multiple different options for a given test. So right here we just have a simple true-false test, but what if we have uh, more than just true-false options that we want to provide? 
For example, I have this title here, this headline, and what if there's several different headlines that I want to experiment with uh, for A-B testing? Now, um, if you're doing multiple tests on the same page, just be, be aware that it may mess with your results because it may skew some depending on which options show up more frequently. So it may be better to just run one test at a time, but uh, here is just an example. So what I can do is use that same A-B test method and uh, let's say our sign up um, title and for the second argument to this A-B test method, we can provide an array that contains multiple options. So we can say registration, um, free signup, and so on. And it could be any number of options we want here. And that's it. So now it'll just return one of these three options at random. Or if this is getting a little bit cumbersome, an alternative way you can write this is to pass in a block and then that value will be passed in here. So we can say the signup title will be passed in here, that random value, and we can use it however many times we want inside that block. So there's two different ways you can handle that A-B test method. Now, if you try this out, you might get an error message which looks like this, can't modify frozen array. Um, I submitted a patch for this, but it may not be included by the time this episode airs. So in the meantime, you can use my fork of the project. So here's my fork of the project on GitHub, and we could just copy this URL, and then install the plugin again, which we'll need to pass dash dash force to it, so that way it just reinstalls the plugin with that new fix in it. So now when we go to our signup form, it should be working, and our title and our paragraph tag are now A-B tested, so that either one will be randomized for each individual user. We still need to do one more thing though, and that is to change our conversion tracking here so that uh, it includes the title along with the intro. Now we could just duplicate this and say sign up title here, but if we have a lot of A-B tests going on for the same action here, that can get a little ridiculous. So you might want to just say sign up as a conversion name, and then back inside our sign up form, we can change our A-B test method and specify the name of the conversion we want. As a third argument here, you can specify a hash of options. One is conversion, and then say we want uh, sign up to be the name of our conversion. And then so this other A-B test call, the second argument will be nil because we just want true or false. And then we can specify conversion here as well. So this way they're both using the same conversion name even though they are two different A-B tests. And there we go, that's it for this episode on A-B testing. We now have some elements on this page which change for each user randomly so we can test their effectiveness. So all in all, I encourage you to give A-B testing a try, whether it be through A-Bingo, Google's website optimizer, or Vanity.